This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. Sebas, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for coming. I know that, you know, you've hung out with Jared a, a good bit, but it's good to meet you uh, for myself. Oh, good to meet you too. Where are you at right now? Me. I'm currently in Athens, in Greece. Because I know you guys have an Athens in the States, don't you? Yeah, Athens, yeah, Georgia, yeah, but Georgia. It's not as yeah. prestigious. I wouldn't. Say. It barely counts. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, <laughs> what are you doing in Athens? I am currently casting and location scouting for a new short film, which is uh, proving is this quite your short film. This is yeah. This is something I'm gonna. Dude. Direct. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. I didn't know. Yeah. That's amazing. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's been an interesting process because I need to find a, a, a great actress who can act and also sing. Um, oh uh, yes. This yeah. is happening now. This is happening now, yeah. And she needs to be able to pull off a nervous breakdown as well in a single take. So um, we've been we've been casting for the past two weeks. We still haven't found someone. Well, dude, I know someone in the Ukraine. She did 76, but she can freaking have a nervous <laughs> breakdown for sure. If you want to hit her. <laughs> she was amazing. Yeah. She was pretty incredible. Okay, I don't want to give too much information, but is this the, uh, I mean, you kind of said it, but this is the musical we talked about, yes? Yeah, this is, this is uh, well, this is a short. It yeah. Is a, it's, it's an unexpected musical uh, in that the audience doesn't know that they're watching a musical until the very end, where there's a song. Um, and, uh, I mean, do you want to hear about it? Like, do you want to guide you through the Do you want to? Do you want to divulge? For sure, yeah, please. Why not? It is about a pop star on the biggest night of her career, and everything is going wrong. She's trying to keep it together. And uh, it is a single take set in the theater, and it is about the expectations we place on our work and our art, mm. what they mean for us. And then what happens when they go away? Amazing. Did you write this as well? I I wrote this as well, yeah. I feel like it's kind of relevant to anybody who is a creator, Jared, you, and also you, Christian. Uh, Most of all, it's just like, you know, you're putting all your time and all your passion, your effort, and your energy into something. And then, you know, something like a massive pandemic comes along and sweeps it away. And you're like, dude, what, 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 what am I... You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just something that I feel like a lot of people can relate to with what's happened. And, uh, is this something that you yeah, kind of wrote? To shoot it next month. Is this something you wrote in sort of the pandemic, or is this like something that's been stewing for a while? Uh, this is no, actually, this happened post-pandemic. This happened last year. 
uh, I yeah, this happened last year. This opportunity came up. It's this production company here. They're commissioning 13 short films by up-and-coming directors. Wow. And uh, I produced, because I produce for people I love, yeah. Jared. <laughs> and uh, I produced uh, Really Good Friends uh, short, which was one of these ones. And then I met the company. I met the team. And they were like, hey, you know, we really like you. Do you want to direct the, Do you want to direct one of these? And I was like, great, sure. What am I going to write about? Oh, let me write about my nervous breakdown post-pandemic. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so that's how it came along. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, this is a great place to start. Can we talk about you being a director mm-hmm. and a producer? And how mm-hmm. do you kind of slide between the, the two? I'm very interested in this. <laughs> With great difficulty. <laughs> 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 Look, I mean... I spent kind of like, oh, wow, this is kind of concentrated on me, which is really interesting and really weird. I did not expect this. I, uh, this is, uh, it, I, you know, I've spent like the majority of my career trying to hide the fact that I, you know, I have certain skills in production that are quite good. And that's been my bread and butter over the years. And there's this concept around... You know, creativity, especially within the ad world, where, oh, you know, if you're a director, then you you shouldn't produce, you can't produce, or, you know, it's like, if you put all your attention into, you have to just do one thing really good, you can't just do both. And so I spent, you know, in order to be able to work and and have money coming in to survive in a place like London, I've, I've had to hide that. And so I'd work with some of like, you know, some really pretty big producers and production companies, and all the while just hiding this fact that I, I also direct and I have this creative side of me. And uh, and then there was a moment, I think, a few years ago where I was like, you know what, screw this. Like, It's a superpower to be able to produce yeah. Yeah. and understand uh, how to manage people and a production. I guess there's pros and cons, which I can get into, but... You know, it usually takes me approximately two to three weeks after I've ended up a production job to be able to get my mind thinking creatively, Mm, which is quite interesting, actually, Jared, that was quite interesting because when I was working with you um, on the Muse video, I had, so I don't know, maybe this is just, it depends on the people I work with, but you inspired so much creativity and creative thinking Mm. that all the while I was there, my brain was also kind of like... Generally, along in the background, thinking creative stuff, whereas usually it's sort of like one or the other, especially yeah. if I'm producing for someone else. Um, I like creative producing. I like to be a, a supporting beacon there for whoever the director is, because I know how difficult it is to, to be a director and not having that support from your producer. Something yeah. I've experienced. Let me ask you about quite that. Quite a lot. Yeah. Sav, I, I'm, do you feel like. Creative producing, I think producing in general is such like a broad, broad term. Yeah. It can mean so many things. Um, and then kind of whittling it down, you know, kind of to like a, a subset of like creative producing. I'm curious, like when you walk into a project, do you kind of feel out if you're going to have the kind of like latitude to, to bring your creativity to it? Is that something that kind of like... Um, 
I don't know, kind yeah. of comes comes in the process or or yeah, kind of how, how does that work when you approach a project? Are you like this is going to be me manhandling spreadsheets only? Uh, <laughs> you know, and then maybe this one's going to be um, us rehearsing in the production office. Uh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> and, and creating little. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, it's it, I, it's definitely the first. Like I, you have to suss out what the energy is and what the chemistry is. Yeah. Like I think it's important that you don't go in. I, like I always don't go in with. Uh, like I always enjoy being uh, being on the creative side of producing. I think it's a necessity, especially because. Budgets come up, you never have enough money to do what you want to do or to do what the director wants to do. So there always have to be certain creative choices um, yeah. that go along with that. And, you know, as a producer, you have to be there to encourage those creative choices, all the while staying true to what the, the spirit of what your director wants to do. Now, it gets a little tricky, you know, if you're directing as well and you do your own projects for your director that you're working with to not feel challenged or not feel um, threatened that you're bringing in too much creativity right. into this, you know, that you're going to take yeah. over and direct. We're all, we're all, so, we're all sensitive little, little kids at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. have to kind of suss it. I mean, with me, from my perspective, it's, it's a conversation and it's a couple of days of getting to know one another and then see how open your director is. Okay. Well, okay. So day, let's, 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 let's use us as an example. When, when was like the moment that you were like, okay, I feel like there's room to, uh, for us to work creatively. Cause it definitely well, was I never mean, a discussion, but it definitely like was very natural. There was a turn. There was a turn, I think. There was a turn where I stopped just being the logistical producer. And Do you, you know, know what it was? I think it was we were in the car. We were, I think we were coming back from looking at the studio on the first day or the second day that we were in yeah. Kiev. And uh, I think you opened up to me. You started talking to me about your feature film. Yeah. And you had, a, you had an openness to... Suge not suggestions, but to what I had to say, but also then my reactions, your, your reactions to what I had to say were mm -hmm. very kind of open. They were very free. Um, how can I, how can I articulate this in a nice, in a, in, in a better way? Um, yeah, you were just very, you're excited to hear what I had to say. And, yeah. and it felt that, and it felt like you listened, you know, and that what I had to say was valuable to you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think that's what then made me feel like, okay, well, there's, there's an opportunity here. He's very open. We can have a collaboration beyond this kind of traditional logistics producer and director. There can be, you know, there can be some more, you know, more of a, of, of a, of a, a synergy here. You know? Yeah. 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 Totally. I feel like Savin, I remember that. I mean, we, we took a lot of, um, car rides together <laughs> i remember someone my wife was like did you get to like see kiev did you like did you love the city and i was like uh like i saw it from the car like that was that was like the um the kind of pro and con of of shelter being so fucking on it was like mm. you know you walk out of the hotel and they've got a car waiting and then we go from the hotel to to the studio or the production office uh, and it was just like, you know, there was not much like wandering, which is for better or worse, we, you know, like we, I mean, we, we did, we, we used the time, like it basically helped us. We were, we know? were going, 
We were like nonstop. Yeah. That's that's, yeah, that's the won't. thing I keep on bringing up to Jared. How funny it is that you guys shot in Kiev because like when you watch the video. <laughs> There's no like architecture of <laughs> yeah, it's just like space. I mean, but from your from your perspective, like what is the benefit of shooting in a place like Kiev and and maybe walk us through like um sort of your experience there as far as like the Is ability. this your first this is not your first time there? So. No, that was not that was not my first rodeo in Kiev, but it was my first time with uh with Shelter who were incredible. I mean, I think um, it's a work ethic. Uh, mm. the, the production team there just work like there's no tomorrow. You know, when you're working with such tight, uh, with tight schedules, and it, 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 they're probably some of the only people in the world that I think can handle it. It's such a kind of like, go, 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 go. Yeah. You know. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Both of you. Um cultural it's a cultural thing <laughs> it's very they're very soviet about the way that they work yeah hours and you know you 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 work in a place like london for example and yep you know people check out people will i mean th there's a lot of crew who will you know in the pre and i'm talking about pre-production yeah. now i'm not talking about the actual shoot but like you know pre-production there's a lot of crew that will very much set their boundaries on what they will and not not will not do right right which is both a good thing and a bad thing because, you know, when you're doing a massive commercial and you know that, you know, the client's going to pay, um, yeah. you know, you, you're like, okay, well, I'm only going to work until 7 or 8 p.m. and then I have dinner with my family. Sorry. You yeah. can catch me yeah. later on, but I can't. I'm not available. But, like, on something like a music video, which, you know, naturally music videos don't have as much money as commercials – you have to be a bit more flexible. Like when you take a job on like that, you have to be a bit more flexible. Um, in a place like London, because there is so much work and because it is such an older older industry, it's lasted there longer. The boom was, you know, happened years ago. People are less, more cautious about making those, uh, those efforts, you know, to put in that extra hour yeah. and put that, everybody's yeah. a little bit more cautious because there's so much being done. Whereas, you go to a place like Kiev, which is a relatively young film industry, even though the quality of work there and the creative output is fantastic. And there's this excitement and there's this enthusiasm yeah, to like yeah, yeah. do. And honestly, Jared, I mean, n nobody ever told, said no to us. And when they did say no, it was when it was a hard no. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, so That's I what I was that telling is, Christian yesterday was like, yeah. when Dasha said no... Who was the the um, one of our other producers? Who was our line producer there? Yeah, um, there was kind of no like pushing. You know, there were things that were like nego. Like for example, I was I was talking yesterday with Christian about us painting the the floor as like a good example, <laughs> right? Of like, yeah. yeah, of us like pushing. Well, this is this is like a, a maybe like a larger conversation. I was telling it kind of in the within the framework of. As a director, I kind of like, you know, I'll like walk up to the line and kind of like try to yeah, find what yeah. the line is, you know, of mm -hmm. like what's too mm -hmm. much or what's not. And I felt like with you and I working together, you were always willing to like go a little bit further and push a little bit harder because, you know, it's like for me as a director, there is like I'm trying to keep things. I'm trying to keep relationships like uh, 
at least be conscious of them, you know, and not like. But then push. at the same time, I'm I'm there to protect that, you know, on exactly. the production side. Like you push. I'm not saying uh, you're the bad guy, but maybe I am a little. No, bad. But, no, but you know what? Actually, it's a really interesting concept because I I actually learned a couple of things from you on that. Uh, in the sense that I, you know, back to the pros and cons of producing and directing is that I, yeah. from the production side, I become almost too conscious of. Hmm. Okay. Maybe we can't go that. Oh, well, they don't seem like it. Whereas it's like, no, why not ask? Because you don't yeah. ask, you don't get. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's a, there's a few things. Like I remember the, um, the goo, the infamous goo, <laughs> you know, I was pretty back. relentless on that. Yeah, that's true. What is, no, what, and what I'm is so this? glad the <laughs> jar. Do you want to, do you want to? Yeah, sure. So at the end of the video, I just knew Oh, the black goo? Is that what you're calling it? Yeah, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. I'm, I'm so glad that we like we stuck to it. But like from the yeah. beginning, this is one of the things that Jared had asked. And I was like, mm, man, like it's going to be messy. Like we're not going to have time. Like, I don't know. How's it going to look? And he was just like, man, we have to have the goo. We have to have the goo. And I was just like, okay, guys, let's just explore. Let's experiment. Like, let's see what the results are. And remember even when we had seen them it was when we had played around with the goo jared like we had it like two days before the shoot i was like man like the schedule's really tight like what are we gonna do but all the while because you were insisting despite everything that i threw in your way to get you to be like mm, okay maybe let's lose it you insisted and i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to your instinct because it's like you know you try once you try, try twice if it hasn't gone through it, you need to follow through with it yeah, right yeah. it is a vision yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I really admired about it because it fucking pays off, dude. Like, it looks yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at really the very does. end of the video, it's like this creature that's like kind of levitating and, and ascending. The whole thing was like, I wanted it to feel like it had been like birthed, you yeah. know, like there was yeah. some kind of like afterbirth, like goo kind of that it was like covered in. And I knew that like, one, it was going to transform the costume. It was going to give it like this weight and kind of like grossness, yeah, yeah. you know, instead of it <laughs> yeah, being kind certainly. of like a uh, uh, fabric that was kind of like flapping, you know, like in the, in like the, the wind, I just knew that it had to have like this kind of weight and like, uh, I don't know. What's another word for just uh, feeling gross. Yeah. Just, I just yeah, knew like it needed it. Like completely grotesque, grotesque. Yeah. yeah and I knew was. it needed it. And I think that for, for Sav, it was like, we're going to have to reset. We're going to, have to wipe everything down. Yeah, yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. And I get it. And it's funny because it's one of those, th it's really weird uh, when you get like, you know what I learned from this? I, we can get back to what I was saying in a second. But like, mm. uh, watching back the video, I'm like, as much as I love the video, there are so many things that I'm like, I probably would have done that different if I could do it again. And I, I always. I think that always. like, I think I was so like assaulted by the volume of decisions that had to be. I don't think when sure. I wrote the creative that I took, had any idea how, how much I was going to have. I just feel like that's what like working on a film for like a longer period of time, I can address the decisions and make them mine. Cause there's so many things that like just happened that weren't really like decided mm. on or addressed. And it's no one's fault other than like, father time you know just like yeah uh, because it was like you wrote it like two weeks before we went into it you know what i mean like, yeah i mean how yeah. you know it's like you know you burst an idea and it, it an idea takes time to develop an idea takes time to kind of like 
find yeah. its flesh and bones and to do that in such a tight amount of time and it feels like forced to make i'm looking over stuff. here i'm looking in this direction while this thing just has to move forward you know like yeah and then and i'm not it, it's not like some it was like a big failure it was just like i think that next time i enter into something at this scale i'll at least be like prepared to not be able to touch everything or be able to manage it in a way like where I, I don't know. I just think like the awareness, I'm just so used to having such high control mm. and it felt like this was so big mm. that it was like kind of outside of my, again, nothing like, like crucial to the thing itself, but just like a lot of little things as like a perfectionist that I would, I wish I could go back in and perfect. I mean, can I just say, though, that the, you never gave that impression throughout the entire time that we were there. Yeah. As in, like, you always felt like you were in control. You took your time on some decisions. You were faster on others. And at the end of the day, we're always going to look back at the work that we've done and be like, oh, man, I really wish I did yeah, that. I course. really wish I... Yeah. Like, that's just, like, a part of the game, you know? That's part of, the like, the nature of the game. Um, yeah. Let me, uh, Christian, let me... can I... Go ahead. Can I ask you a question, Christian? Sure. Sorry, I, I, I do want to keep moving on this but thinking about so so sav christian shot like a super low budget feature a couple years ago and mm. i guess i'm just curious for you christian thinking like that kind of um that line of thinking of like you tackling something so massive yeah. did you feel like you were in control of every decision or were there things that were just like kind of happening because they had to happen and, and you were not I like mean dude you, you never have I think even on stuff that's fully budgeted like if I had two million dollars to make that movie I f still would have felt like things were sort of a, mis a mystery to me at that point you know but dude I yeah. think and I think we all share this all three of us but the thing that is always like very clear even if you don't have enough time you don't have enough budget or whatever or you didn't get that casting that you wanted or whatever the thing that is very clear is like the very like nugget of the thing that you're making. Mm. You know what I mean? Well done. Like the, yeah, exactly. the heart of the thing, you know? And I think that's yeah. the thing I always go back to. If the day is really hard or whatever, did I get the emotional sort of connection that I've been striving for with this, with this day or with this piece yeah. or something? Um, and if not, I keep going or I change something to get closer to it, you know? Um, because I think, you know, we it's it's all practice, but you everybody can look at a page and sort of go, oh, like, this is the moment, you know? And I yeah. think every director is yeah. different. You know, we all focus on different things. Um, but, yeah, dude, it sucks, like, no matter what. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it, There's never going to be enough money. That's yeah. the thing. And we're always going to yeah. be, you know, I was talking to a, a really good friend of mine. I, you know, we kind of co-write each other's stuff and. You know, we look over each other, like we're active participants in each other's work. And she's building her feature film at the moment. And it's budgeted at 800K. And, you know, there's different ways in which you get money here in Europe as opposed to the States. But, um, and this is a first feature, by the way, right? And I was like, I was just having this conversation with her. And I was like, you know, this feature is, I mean, it should be budgeted at a, at a million, mm -hmm. really. Um, and even then you'd be forced to make certain decisions against the original vision, but like with 800 K you'd have to make creative decisions uh, right. about it. So you're always, 
like these decisions will will always come at play and it's what you said christian it's like you always have to follow what is the absolute heart like what are you trying to say with this yeah. and okay uh yeah you can't get a crane shot here how yeah. else are you gonna take sell the shot or you know fuck like we're running out of time it's the end of the day we're losing this location in the next hour and you've got two more scenes to do how do you condense them to yeah. get what you're trying to say across without losing yeah. any of that yeah. fabric you know yeah totally yeah. um let me let me bring us back to uh so so let me throw this out there so like day one jared you you guys land uh, does Sylvester like pick you up? Does he like? Do you guys have sure. like? A- well, let's <laughs> let, let's let, this is this is actually a great a great story. So I mean, there's a lot to this. Sorry, my shoes are squeaking on my floor. Um, so first of all, uh, we've never met. Like at this no. point, we had never met. We had talked on the phone or skyped, zoomed or whatever once, and it was great. I will say. I don't know how you felt on that Zoom, but I was immediately like, okay, I love this guy. We're fine. Um, oh, me too. Like, we completely, I was like, the minute that Zoom ended, I was like, okay, we're, it's going to be cool. Because, like, going in, I mean, not to, like, I mean, dude, like, your Instagram is in, it's intimidating. You've got so many thousands of followers. I'm just like, <laughs> and your work, you know, and your work is, like, fantastic. I was like, oh, God, what's this, what's this guy going to, you know, expect from me <laughs> in this situation? Everything. And, and then it's like, and then it's like, you know, you have a very human, friendly conversation, and you realize that you're kind of aligned, yeah. your mind. Yeah. And it was going to, I realized it was going to be fun. So, yeah, yeah. we hadn't met. <laughs> we, had, we hadn't met. I'd never been to, to Ukraine to the Ukraine before and I it was like an eighteen hour day getting to from wow. from yeah. my well I flew I fl- yeah, I flew out from, from uh my, my home. Um eighteen hour day and I was so exhausted and I get <laughs> in and this is just like why Ukraine or uh, Kiev especially and shelter specifically uh, are so amazing. I got off the plane and I was so exhausted. And then I just like look up and there's like someone with like my name on like a little <laughs> placard. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Already like, yes. <laughs> and then I go up and I'm like, hello. And she's like, hi. And then like, follow me. She takes me past everyone else in the customs line. And... I basically have like my own customs agent. It takes 10 seconds. She hands me off to someone with sh- at Shelter, the production company. And I think it was Anastasia, uh, sad. Um, yeah. I, I hesitate to remember because I was so brain dead. Um, and she's so sweet. Um, and she takes she me to my it. car. Or it was Victoria. I can't remember. But it takes me to my car. That, um, and I don't even understand the setup with the cars. Had they just rented cars for the week? Is that kind of how they had done it? Yeah, they've got a driver. They have a driver for you. So whatever you need for that week, they, you've got a driver between, like, I don't know, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. And sometimes we had, a, we had a driver until later if we wanted to go for dinner or something. And, yeah. you know, they, they're like, you know, they're your chauffeur, essentially. And they yeah. really look after you. Yeah, they really do. So I... They they take me to the car and it's like branded with like shelter like everything just branded with shelter like has like a big like magnetic like laminate on the car uh, that mm. says shelter and I get in and then there's like a bag with just like gifts 
in there for me. And I'm like, what is it? So I went from like completely brain dead to just like <laughs> so psyched. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? A, yeah. this is amazing. Okay. And then, so they take me to the um, hotel and I'm obviously very tired. What time is and it? And I get, a dude. Did you? This so is it one ish? Locally, one p.m. ish. Yeah, yeah. So you um, left at like midnight or something in in Charlotte? No, no. morning, right? You left like in the a, morning. <laughs> yeah, because it's a seven or eight hour difference from where I am. So you would gain, but you would gain uh, seven eight eight hours, right? Dude, don't you? I don't. I don't. <laughs> time travel. Time traveling. Yeah, I traveled through time and I got there. Um, <laughs> dude, that's the craziest. I don't know if ever, anybody has gone from Australia back to the states. I have, yeah. but you land on the same. You land like back a day, essentially. Yeah, you know what I mean. Gosh. Like it's such yeah. a, a brain fuck. <laughs> um, so I get to the hotel and I think that you're right behind me sad like i think you're like your car is like five minutes behind me so i wait downstairs to see you we like meet and hug and then it's like you're basically like hey there's <laughs> there's a fire that needs yeah. to be put out immediately costume gate costume gate and and yeah <laughs> may, I back, may i back may i back up and and like maybe set the context for what you told me in my day one was going to be like when I landed, yes, in so go and then I'll fill in what it actually was <laughs> like. <laughs> so I was like, okay, here's your itinerary. Basically, get in, take the day, and just catch up on on rest. Just rest, and we'll go grab some dinner, and then we'll really hit the ground running the next morning. So I I get in, and he's like, listen, uh, I need you to like take thirty minutes and kind of regroup, and then we have to go to the production office immediately. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I had been getting emails. I had Wi-Fi on the flight. So I wasn't like completely blind to what was happening. But it was like, yeah, we hit the ground running like immediately. Immediately, yeah. What, was, was, what uh, was going on? But, um, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how specific we want to get. But like basically we had a whole plan for the costumes uh, for like all the dancers. And um, it was just it for a lot of reasons. Technically – budgetarily time <laughs> time yeah, yeah. i think if we had more time it would have been fine because the team there were like they were prepared they're you know they're ready to go and it's like but that's the that's the issue there was a, you know jared had this great idea about the costumes and what they would do and you know this is like seven days including seven days with a weekend with two days of weekend in between right. before the shoot and we just realized that there wasn't enough time to manufacture 30 custom-made like costumes of this specificity, um, which uh, we were dealing with some technology that, that just like wasn't gonna work. Yeah, yeah. So we kind and of also had I think to, if yeah. we had, we had to make a decision. But going back to what you said, actually, Christian, this through line, you know, that was what we ended mm -hmm. up with. Like there yeah. was a there was a slight panic to begin with, as always is, you know, yeah. um, in prep. And then, you know, we just kind of went back and we're like, okay, well, what is the intention? Like, what are we trying to achieve through this idea? And what is the actual idea that it's, you know, needing to embed into? And we followed that and, you know, this is what we ended up, you know, the film is what we ended up with, um, which is fantastic. You know, I think it works. Um, personally, I think it works much better. 
um, yeah, it was just it was, was just a lot. Like it was everything. The thing with the song is like it's so much, you know, <laughs> that like um, we were. I was trying to like, and I think rightfully so, trying to throw like a lot at it, you know, like it mm. needed a it needed like a lot to kind of like match like the crazy energy and and vibe of the song. But I think with that thing in 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 particular, it was like maybe we can scale back and like let some of these other like insane elements do some of the work instead of everything yeah, needing yeah. to like be 100 miles per hour, mm. you know. We can always um, cut this out, Jared, but like what was it that you were trying to add? So the the dancing suits were supposed to be like uh LED. They're supposed to have like like programmed LED that would be programmed to the song. On the mask um, or in the body? Or? On the suits themselves. Interesting. Um, okay, I see. Which is the- theoretically, it's like it's a very possible thing, and I think, you know, uh, if we had we had the time, uh, we would have found the resources yeah. to to do this. But what we discovered last minute was that like it, it's a it's an entire, um, especially in a place like you know Ukraine where. LEDs, you know, you have to order ahead of time. You need to get the amount, right amount of times. Like, there needs to be the appropriate technicians who are available within that space to come and program it. Like, it's a whole procedure. Yeah. Um, 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 yeah, that could have derailed us, I feel like, you know. Um, I agree. But I feel like in a lot of ways, it was, like, <laughs> almost, like, uh, kind of galvanizing, you know? Like... Mm. Uh, like very early on, it was like, we're, we're good. You know, like mm. we can, we can like figure yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, this I mean, from the offset, I think it would have posed a lot more. Look, I didn't want to talk about it earlier or, or reveal the idea because I didn't know how much you wanted to say or how much you wanted to publicly speak about the idea in case you want to use it in another uh, video. Um, learn my lesson. But yeah, I think, but I think, no, but seriously though, I think, uh, it was a blessing in disguise because it would have even if we had achieved it can you imagine that 18 hour day on like oh wait hold on that suits like acting up no wait no that suits acting up wait can you program it like the 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 platform in itself we had issues with let alone yeah 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 um and in the end it got you to focus on the important stuff um on the other stuff the more more important stuff you know yeah yeah it's true but uh, yeah, I think I think in some ways that kind of was like day one, uh, everything kind of hitting the fan with the costumes and having to regroup. And we had, you know, what's kind of amazing is I, I might be getting some of my timing mixed up, but we had Margarita, who is the costume designer, come into the production office, um, and Dasha, who was a line producer, and uh, I think Roman was there too, who was a choreographer, mm. and we had our AD. And they were just like in the Vadim. office, the Vadim, yeah. Uh, they're in the office like all the time. And I feel like that was so different for me too. And I think paid off so much. I feel like pretty often I will meet the first AD. Um, maybe we'll have a call. Maybe they'll be on the tech. Uh, maybe I meet them day of, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Uh, and with Vadim, it was like. I mean, you remember this, Sab. It was like he yeah, he came was, for like a like morning. Yeah, he came for like a morning meeting, and we were like, "Thanks so much, man. Uh, we're off to dance rehearsals." And he was like, "Maybe I should just come." And we were like, "Sure, if you'd like to." And then I remember we got to the end of the day, and we were like, 
God, like if he hadn't been there all day, we would have been so behind. Like it just helped us so much, mm. which, mm. you know, I, I, what I want to, I want to be careful not to be like, um, uh, there should be no boundaries. No, there should be we're, boundaries. We're, you know, like I don't want to. I don't want to send that message of like the reason that we loved it was because everybody like was nonstop working. I mean, we definitely turned off and people left and <laughs> and there was all of no, that. No, for sure. Yeah, we weren't working all the time. But I think you know, in situations such as Vadim or Margarita in costume, like being there and sticking around was because things were constantly shifting. So yeah, yeah. had they left. You know, there was so much valuable input that was coming through that wouldn't have been that would have gone through. And they they advised like they were there as part Big of time. the process, and, uh, dude, and they they recognized that. That's why they decided to stick around and be with us. I'll say this though as well, Jared. Like I'm sure you guys heard this a lot, but I think internally, like if I was there and a fucking Muse music video was coming to my town, I would just I would I would be remiss if i yeah. missed out on anything do you know what i mean oh like, yeah oh, i think yeah. there was probably some of that energy as well that a yeah. big artist like muse would bring to a project you know not like not that they wouldn't produce for every other you know music video or commercial sure, sure. that comes in but there's something extra with muse for sure yeah yeah and we haven't even talked about daniel who was a production designer who was mm. Uh, other world did such event. an incredible job. Yeah, again, nothing was a no, and then when it was, remember, it was like, all right, well, um, you know, we're also looking at this, and you know, is this a possibility? And it, it was always like, let me go away and take a look. Yeah. And then there was only one time, and he was right. It was about that thing that was like yeah. coming down from the from the light, and you know, that wasn't going to work. And he knew that, and you know, we we killed it in the end. I do think there was an energy around the project. Um, that was pretty special. Um, uh, Sav, what was like uh, a moment that maybe you felt like? Um, did you ever feel like things just like weren't gonna come together? I mean, like, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, you always, you know, you you end up with a schedule at some point in the shoot. You know, you're looking at your day and you're like, oh my god, I I've, I've got so much I want to shoot. And every single thing feels like it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, we went through this, right? And I think this goes, I think this is relevant to every filmmaker with a schedule uh, because you can't make it without. And, you know, it feels within that uh, process that, oh my God, we're not going to be able to get what we need. Like, how can we simplify so much? <laughs> but again, yeah. yeah, no, it's true. Remember, we ended up in that situation. Um, Dude, there was no way. Remember? I remember Vadim was but, like, "There is no way." He's like, "We can pretend you, that we're gonna shoot this, and we're gonna like shoot it at the in the amount of time we have allotted, but you're not going to." We can. Pre I remember I got so like frustrated in that meet. Do you remember that meeting we had the day before I we shot that meeting? Yeah, that was an interesting meeting. <laughs> the worst room, the worst room in the world. Like to whoever's <laughs> listening to this, make sure those meetings happen in large rooms, not yeah. small rooms. Yeah. What was the? You do not want that energy bottled. Up what was the room like? Meeting. Maybe you describe that meeting, Sam. So that meeting was like it was this tiny room with god awful furniture and like. 
the, it was like too big a furniture for the uh, size of the room, and all the furniture was just like touching. This is weird. Like, <laughs> were you were you sat? Wait, were you were you sat on the like one of the? You weren't sat on the sofa. You were sat on the ledge, or somebody was sitting on the ledge of the sofa because yeah, there wasn't yeah. enough space. Yeah, because the sofas were so big. <laughs> um, white clinical like fluorescent lighting, like it made us all look like zombies because we hadn't slept for like three days, and. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it was just like it was a moment of, of of like okay, how can we how can we make this work within the time frame that we have? Because there's going to have to be some stuff. It's the eventual meeting that you have with your AD and your director and your DOP, where it's like, this is how much time we're going to set to each thing. How does that work for you? And you know, your director and your and your DOP come back and they're like, no, no, we need more time for that. You need some more time for that. And you reassessing, you adjust. Um, yeah. But do you remember? Do you remember that I I hid an hour in the schedule? Do you remember this? No. How, how do you, you think we an, made it? How do you like, how, hide an hour? How do you how, how do you think that we made the? Do you not remember there was one time we? I mean, lunch, I've just been and, feeling like it's because I'm such a great director. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Damn it. So we, we, yeah, anyway, so the schedule came out and it was just like, for me, always, especially when you're doing something so technical, it's always good to keep an hour. Let's say you're running at a 12-hour day, right? Um, and then you've got an extra hour for lunch or whatever. Make sure your schedule runs at 11 hours because then, you know, you've got the extra hours uh, mm. as a bonus, right? And there was a hidden hour in our schedule. So... Um, it just it, it without sacrificing any creative decisions, people would think you know the creative team. It just makes them go a little bit faster on those decisions without losing anything because yeah. we didn't lose any of the final shots. Remember, Jared, all the shots were in there. Yeah, from the schedule. We lost. I mean, you know, there was some like overlap in coverage that we were like getting single takes of and stuff like that, but we didn't lose mm. anything. I just remember I, I wanted to bring that meeting up because I remember sitting in there. And this is all to Vadim's credit, who was our first AD. Um, I think we talked about him briefly on another episode. I can't remember if that made made into the episode or not. But Vadim was amazing, and he had just done uh, he had just produced Solomon's short and like an M eighty three music mm. video. So I was like, all right, I like this dude already. Um, <laughs> and uh, we sat in that meeting, and I was getting really for honestly. I don't know if he'll listen to this, but I love you, Vadim. Uh, but I was getting very frustrated in that meeting. I don't know how evident that was. Uh, so. <laughs> it was. <laughs> was. Well, was he kind of, was he like the voice of reason? Is that Well, kind of. So like we were going through every setup and I was like, okay, we can, they're like, we have 40 minutes for this. You have 90 minutes for this. And I'd be like, okay, I actually think that one we can shave like 10 or 15 minutes off of. And Vadim would be like, doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And and then it, we did like I don't know, probably like four times I was like, okay, that one we can shave like 15 minutes off of. And and basically he was just like okay, let's just move on, doesn't matter. Just like your basically 10 or 15 being like is not helping anybody. Basically what what it came to and I was like I'm trying to fucking help. This is driving me insane. <laughs> I'm trying to help and like you won't let me. And basically it was like Jared, like I hear you man. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but it doesn't matter if like we like fuck with like a hypothetical it, we can pretend what you're saying is true. 
But this so we is can what, shoot something in five minutes or ten minutes. Yeah, you can say you're going to shoot that whole yeah. setup in like ninety seconds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know how long this is going to take. And so he was like, "I'm trying to like protect you, basically, and be like, this is realistic, and you I like shaving ten minutes here or there. I appreciate kind of the gesture, but like, it's not it's not real, you know." And so I was like really frustrated because I was like trying to make all this shit work. It was like we can like squeeze here and there. And was frustrated because he was just kind of like not taking it. Just like, you know what I mean? Just like I was trying to give and he wasn't taking. And then he, I think in, at the end of the day, he obviously was right. And it was just like, it's kind of fake. Like what you're saying is it's fake. It's not real. Like we can put it on a piece of paper if that makes you feel better. But it's not yeah. actually going to help us on the day, you know? Um, but that was. I mean, that dude, was that, one let of, me just say this from an outside perspective. Like you kind of. And Sebastian, correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of need that person on your oh, big on time. your set. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, not that uh, someone has to be sort of like egregious in the whole process, but Which someone definitely who was is not. someone who is just like telling you the truth is especially yeah, you need that ally, especially when it you comes need that to ally time. who's going to protect you. Yeah, that's super important. But dude, I can imagine because I've been in those. I've seen you sort of. And I've done the same thing where you're looking at a schedule and you're like, okay, that's not going to take as long. That's not going to take as long. And your AD is just kind of like, okay, like, I don't think. <laughs> sure. What I Whatever need you to do you is cut <laughs> some things. I need you to lose yeah. things. But is and there anything, the point is there anything that you lost anything. at all? No. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely plenty of things that were on the wish list, kind of like the larger thing. Yeah. And then when it became a real schedule that definitely didn't make it it's not like everything i ever imagined doing we did by any means but i kind of also say something like you were really creative in whenever they were turning over so the larger conversation here is i was talking to this dop who's shooting a feature here in athens and he was telling me that um at the end of every day like they shoot what they shoot but there's no time to shoot texture yeah. to shoot those mm -hmm. little moments that are yeah. eventually going to make what the fabric like the feeling of the yeah. film is going to look like right so if you're just shooting for coverage then what are you left with it just becomes a bit of a mechanical thing yes. and you need the coverage because you need to tell the story right that's correct but you also need to allow more time and i think that's where you were quite inventive jared in that during this there's some set of times you saw something in that morning you were like okay guys 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 actually can i just quickly get this and can i quickly just shoot this yeah it doesn't matter whether the lens is on completely and some of the shots ended up in the edit like, Dude, almost was, everything was, we shot like that is in the edit. Almost yeah. everything. Mm. You're right. Almost everything. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But that's the thing. That's the fabric. That's the texture. Yeah. And you were really inventive in those moments. You were able to look outside of what the shot list was. It, you used the shot list as a map rather than like, this is a very definitive thing right. of what we're going to follow through, you know? I love um, I loved working with Joe Cook, too, who was, who was a DP. Um I just think like when when you come to set and it's time to like do the thing, I think having like you just there's like bringing any ego to the set is just like so counterproductive, you know, and whether that's from me or 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 DP or anybody else. And I feel like there were moments where I was like, "Hey dude, like let me just steal the camera." Like in between setups there was like a yeah, time yeah. where I was like, "Hey dude, let me just take the camera and the tripod, let me just like grab a few things." He was like, great, go for it. Did anything can I help you? You know, this like very like supportive, you know, and, and I think not that like most DPs like would be put up a fight 
necessarily, but he was like very into it and like supportive and like was throwing ideas out like as we were kind of like experimenting with things in between. Um, and I do think that like not every DP would be confident enough to like feel okay. Like maybe they would like let me do it, but not like love it. You know what I mean? And I feel like he yeah, was, like, there's very, people like, supportive. There's yeah, there's people who could be quite precious about that stuff, you know. Um, but no, Joe was uh, totally up for it. There was no ego at play. He trusted you completely, and you trusted him completely. There was a. A wonder, that was a wonderful collaboration and seeing you we guys worked work so together fast was, too didn't we yeah you were so fast and so well every frame remember what we said at the very beginning like every frame needs to look like it's ace yeah. and it was yeah I think you so. know yeah. considering we were working at such a quick uh you know tight schedule did he have a, a pre like a pre-light day or anything like that like how he dialed was, with was us on it? the tech uh and he was there for a pre-light day yeah too yeah so you guys walk in on the day. What's the first thing that you're shooting? Oh my god, what did we shoot? <laughs> I'm trying to remember now. Well, we had to, we had to organize the day in a very particular way because we had uh, it wasn't a small studio space, but uh, it wasn't big enough for it wasn't. Re I would say yeah. I think yeah. I think we would say it wasn't big enough for what we were trying to to really do. Mm. So we had to kind of break the larger room up into kind of like two rooms essentially. So imagine like a big rectangle um, and we had it partitioned with a massive like velvet drape kind of. So I would say like, if you can imagine like a big rectangle, that was probably like 70% of it was reserved for like the stage space. And then we had like a, the other 30% for like a totally different build. Um, so we shot all the stage stuff first in the larger space and then we went over kind of into the partition space that was separate behind the drape. And we shot that white corridor space, you know, like the, um, the hallway. Um, do you know what I'm talking about Christian? Like where she walked, yeah, yeah, she's like okay, being wheeled down the that very white beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was like the build in the, the kind of smaller area. And then while we were shooting there, they were, they were, uh, striking the stage and putting the, uh, limo in the larger space so once we were done with the corridor kind of white kind of futuristic corridor dude the limo thing is is like for me at least mm. because it starts obviously it starts out the video but it's like so next level bro and i know i don't i'm we, we've talked about it a lot but i don't think i've mentioned that like Starting it out with all those fucking candles and like that line of people and whatever is just like, like to me, there was like a part of me that was like, can this just be the whole video? Like, obviously, like, because it, it felt like, uh, I don't know, it felt like, like some vintage, amazing movie. You know what I mean? Mm, like it, it felt like, uh. Just the way that it, it was set up, and I it's it I know that that's so dialed in in your brain, you know. Like there probably wasn't any like budging on on certain certain things like that. Yeah. But it's just I mean, and Savas, you can probably know this now for sure. But there's just like certain things that are in Jared's brain that you know you don't really know until it's the, like you don't really see how everything comes together until it's all dialed in. Until it does. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then you're like, ah, I get it. You know? Um, it's iconic. Dude, yeah, it's iconic so iconic. That, yeah. 
that first opening is just so like bam wow cool the candle thing with everyone holding the candles was like uh (laughs) the candle that was funny that was like a last minute maybe not last minute but within the last day before we shot it was like we should add some candles and then Mm. yeah that was a whole discussion like what kind of because we had like candle holders the candle it was like candelabras right like that's what you ended up with right Oh, on the on the on the um, limo, it was a chandelier oh, with I see. Yeah. lights. But then, like the line of candles with everyone holding a candle, that was like kind of a last minute addition. But I think it was really kind of imperative to make that. Well, dude, I think it it also like it's so story driven too. Like all these little tiny subtextual details are like so like give you so much subtext that that wouldn't have been there. Yeah. If if you had just mm. not had candles, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think it would have been this it would have been very similar but like just adding this like slightly spiritual element to where this person is kind yeah. of like god rolling Dude, up. Dude, I I sent this to Sav the other day but like I I don't not every video I do for sure. Um it kind of depends on the scale. But dude, when I get on YouTube and there are like um reaction videos, <laughs> it's like Yeah. Honestly so rewarding because just like I, I don't. I'm not, like you know they've got like they're recording their face as they're watching the video for the first time. Then like there's a little picture in picture with like the video. Yeah. I'm like definitely not watching the video. I'm just like so focused <laughs> on their face and like you know like that first shot where um uh or, or like when she's like rolling in that out of focus shot like when we see camera, her for the first time. They're like oh like oh this is a cult and I'm like yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But there's some people losing their shit over that shot. It's yeah. like you know when it comes because it's super creepy yeah. and like I've dude, seen that was not. I don't even know how we got that shot. I don't remember telling her to look at the camera for that long. I I happened to find that shot and was like, why is she staring at the camera for this long? Why did I let it go this long? I don't remember this moment because she had been looking forward. <laughs> Every other take, every other take, she's looking forward. And for whatever reason, I don't know how or why, I don't really remember the moment of shooting it, but she just looked at the camera for so long and her, her like her gaze was so like terrifying behind that mask. And I saw that and I was like, oh my God, that's fucking terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But dude, like watching people watch that and they're like, I mean, I think every video I saw people were like, ugh. You know, at least. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so, no, it's people, so people rewarding. Were, people were losing their shit over but that But I think, I think sure. maybe the, the larger thing of what I'm trying to say is like, I guess to what you were saying, Christian, like the things that we were afraid to have that like maybe they wouldn't get, everyone mm. gets. Like everyone yeah. was like, because that was the whole thing was like, is it clear that like she is controlling them? That It's kind of like this puppeteering or like, uh, like she's like a, a, a what do you call it for like a, um, oh, like a, a conductor, master? a conductor. Yeah. Conductor. Right? Yeah. And like seeing people being like, Oh man, she's like conducting that, you know, like all those things that like yeah, yeah. narrative. I think there's some narrative stuff that I wish was tighter. Uh, that's another thing that I, I learned too on this was just like, um, it's one of those things where it's like, we focused on so much, but there's like, I don't know. Is, is it, 
maybe it's always like this, but there's just always something that it feels like I wasn't able to put as much time in. No, but dude, your 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 videos uh, in general, like if if people look at, I think there's just enough looseness for people to like sort of connect some dots on their own, which I feel like is is really powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like. I mean, even though I was in on sort of like really early conversations on you and the treatment and stuff, like I get it. Like when yeah. I watch the video, it's very clear. But I think it's also yeah. not too clear to be like uh, you could make some anthology out of this or something. But um, right, but it is right. there for sure. I even, I mean, I showed it to my wife. Um, <laughs> my wife has definitely not seen this video. <laughs> I, sh- I showed not it. yet. No. I showed it to her, and she she had a very similar reaction, Jared. But she was, her biggest thing was like, "Is this Muse? Like, this doesn't sound like the Muse I remember," which yeah. is very true. But she was also just like, she finished it, and she was like, "Okay, let me see it again." Like Whoa. she wanted to just keep kind of like cool. figuring out like what was going on, you know. Which I feel like That's a lot cool. of your videos have that that power is like a rewatchability because mm. it's like. It's very Kubricky in a way where it's, where like you don't you just don't have you don't get all the information on the first watch you know there's like little tiny subtextual yep. details that I feel like maybe you don't even know are in there sometimes yeah it's all yeah just totally. like gut instinct that's the exciting part yeah um, also there's mood and atmosphere you know I feel like with this with once that down if we try to burden it down with all this extra narrative if there was right, more yeah, narrative. Exactly. You know, like it is, it's a huge mood piece and it's such a big fuck you intro. We're back, you know, for Muse to come back. Like the reactions are incredible from people, like the way the drums come in and the way, you know, it's edited. Like it just gathers that excitement and it's a driving force. Dude, I I love watching the, it's it's just different. It's just so weird, man, because, you know, we make music videos or commercials or even shorts, you know, like where it's like, you put so much time and effort into this thing. And the only like thing we kind of get back is maybe like a comment on like a, a Vimeo page or, you know, like yeah. on a YouTube page. And so to see people like watch it and be able to like stare at them in close up, it's kind of like obsessive for me <laughs> to be able to do that. And I, I always love, it's the same thing. Like when I, you know, like I would watch some of these for like people who watch like a Joji video or something like where it's like, I'll watch it and I'm like waiting for the moment where like we pull yeah. back and he has like goat legs, you know? Um, and their face and for this one it was like uh you know like where it hits the that like breakdown for the first time and uh we start to see like that transformation of like this old lady to like this creature kind of like hidden beneath that shell and it just goes like fucking insane i just like watching their face as they begin to see one like musically what's happening just like a big breakdown from Muse, I think, is like surprising to everyone. But then also to see like uh, the video takes like a real turn right there. Uh, it's so fun to like watch people's like eyes and their face, like when that happens, and like when that creature is kind of like revealed at the very end, and yeah. people are just like, "Oh, <laughs> like what is this?" <laughs> it's it's super rewarding, honestly. Savas, so, so how do you, um, if you can recall, like on the day? Or maybe just in general mm-hmm. sort of technique or whatever uh, mm-hmm. as a creative producer, but also as a director in your own right. Like, how do you, uh, with something that packed where you you have a ton of shit to do, like, how do you keep the energy up 
especially for for a director or for yourself? Um, you surround yourself by good people, I think. Um, look, like we're making films, so you're only as good as the people you surround yourself yeah. with. Um, number one, if you don't get along with someone, don't work with them. That's like, because you're going to end up, oh, who was telling me this? Like this really amazing producer gave me this piece of advice where it's just like, imagine yourself being uh, at three in the morning, everything's going wrong and you're stuck in a production office and the coffee machine is broken. Yeah. If you don't want to be with this person in this situation, do not work with them, yeah. you know? So I, I think that's really like, that's the number one thing, like get along. And even in times where, you know, maybe personally you, your personalities don't match, as long as you can collaborate and you can coexist, I think it's important. Um, but I think... From my perspective, it's especially from the production side, like don't bring problems to the director unless there are problems that A, can be solved and that mm. B, he is, uh, he or she, they um, are in a position to solve with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of kind of like smoke and mirrors thing going on where it's like, you know, shit's going on in the background. You just don't, you, you can't. Uh, ruin that creative process over there, and I think, you know, Jared, with you, I think the 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 some of the decision making that we've had to make that we had to make on this one when I would come to you with a problem was because you know it needed your own creative input in there. It's like, okay, well, we can't have A, but yeah. what are the B options here? You know, um, always positive thinking. I think you know you're always going to find yourself in uh, downer situations being able to take take a step back and laugh about it yeah. or um, you know see it, see see look at your problems in a lighthearted way my dad always says you know it's not a problem if it's got a solution if it doesn't have a solution it's not a problem right so yeah you know that's that's kind that's of like my motto yeah. in, in in moving in these in this situations it's like well it doesn't, we can't have, there is no solution to what we're facing right now. So why are we treating it as a problem? Right, right. How can we move forward from it? Um, but I think in general, you know, the shelter team was so, I mean, I've certainly been in, in on shoots that have been catastrophic. Uh, where literally, yeah. dude, like, you know, Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And literally everything went wrong. And You're not saying with you know, shelter particularly, to, right? No, 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 no. This right. is like, this is a completely different shoot. And it's like, you know, in those situations, like, you know, you're in a bit of a fix with shelter, particularly. They were just such a strong team. Yeah. We had so much faith in them. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they trusted us because I think it's a two way thing. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a service company in Kiev, a production company. You know, they were both working towards this greater thing and they trusted Jared with the creative and what he had to say yeah. that, that, you know, that was part of the reason why it was so difficult for them to say, not difficult, but it was so, like, they wouldn't say no um, until like things were really impossible, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like a two way thing. And similarly from our perspective, we trusted them wholeheartedly that they yeah, were yeah. that they were working a lot, you know, working in the back, back in the behind the scenes, like putting this thing together. 
without me having to micromanage anyone, without me. And remember, we had a few times with Dasha. <laughs> me and Dasha, again, our live producer, I adore her. She's the best. You know, Absolutely I, she, the best. She's so, guys, she's so good. And it's like, because I... I, I I because I've never worked with her and a lot of the stuff was happening behind the scenes and she wouldn't you know she wouldn't communicate it to me because there was nothing to communicate and my natural instinct would be like because I know I don't know her and even though I know the great work that she's done we've never worked together so I always tried to like overcompensate I was like yeah but did this and this and this and she's like yes yes and I was like okay I'm gonna step back I'm not gonna micromanage you I trust you completely and it was like and it was so smooth part part of it was like part of it was Dash's personality part of it was like kind of the um you know different like language barrier I mean she speaks great English but like uh where she would just be like Stop us. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this thing. Like, yeah. And it was this, this dynamic. I mean, we had a great dynamic. With oh, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. You know, even, even, you know what? Even in tense moments, because there were a few tense moments, even in those moments, you know, you, you have a moment of tension and you know that both mean well. You yeah, know that exactly. we're both working yeah. towards the same goal. So um, even then, you can, like I said earlier, you can take a step back and be like, well, it's it's a positive process everything we're working towards comes to you know create this uh this whole um but yeah i completely forgot what your question was the question the question i think it's it's (laughs) yeah i think you definitely touched on it was was like keeping the energy up on like a day where it feels like uh one it's like an infinitely long day and then also there's like so much to be done that like how do you not get like uh yeah, kind of burying underneath underneath it all, and I, I'll I'll answer this for you on some extent. Not that you didn't do it. Um, I think everything you said was amazing, but like from my perspective on you, I I do think that there is just a, like a inherent energy to kind of your personality. I'm sure yeah. people can even kind of feel that on on this podcast. That it's like there is like kind of like a a positivity, um, but not in a way that feels like patronizing. You know, like there's like a. Mm. Um, cause I think those two things are, are pretty different, but there's like a positivity, like we're doing something great and doing something important. And I know you enough, even in our short time or short, like relationships so far, like that, um, it's not like bullshit. Cause I, I, I know like, and we've had our moments. So yeah, you know, we, I mean, you have like, it's not like I have a positivity, um, mode on all the time right you know right so i think like on the day it's like we're making something great i'll even say like um to for shelter it's like um i don't need all like the bells and whistles but like dude us even having like a warm little area with like some snacks (laughs) i know that sounds kind of like whatever christian can i just can i just say i was so impressed with like walking into the studio and looking at the area like everything that they put together the created like the crew would order their food through like a qr code on their phone and it would go automatically to the pa that would tell the caterer like i have i haven't seen this level of production nuts like i've been working for 10 years like this level of production and at one point, I kind of took a step back. I was like, guys, is, is all of this actually really necessary? And Dash was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, my God, Dash, I'm so sorry. I, like, I, I'm just, I, it was just such a marvel. Yeah. And so out of, out of the ordinary and so incredible that from my side as Savas producing, 
I almost feel a bit useless because I've never yeah, worked yeah. on that level before, you know? Yeah. Part of another reason why it's amazing to work with, uh, with the team there. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to that original uh, conversation. Um, but all that little, adds to the energy, things, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've all, I mean, we've all been on so many sets at this point. Like, when somebody does something that's just like, dude, I remember one time I was, I was like second uniting uh, a shoot on like a Cole Webley commercial or something. And the, the same thing, like the caterer or like the uh, craft, it was like a crafty team. Yeah. Just had like, I don't know. I'm sure this is like a thing, but like they had made like hot little appetizers and they were just walking around on plates just throughout the day with like three yeah. of them just walking yeah. around and they would tap you on the shoulder. Would you like some yogurt and apples? Like while you're just sitting there, yeah. like yes. little things like that. Yes. <laughs> and like, they were like, we also have a little bucket of candy if you want a little snack, like very quiet and like very quaint and like little things like that. You just, it like gives you a little, like boost yes, yeah like little boost man it's a little thing bro but let me let, maybe we'll wrap this up soon but um let me bring it to like the day one more time jared but what was something what was the and this is for both of you what was like the hardest thing um to shoot on the set that maybe looked rather simple like the in the in a finished product mm. like Something that looked rather easy to do was actually like kind of the, the hardest thing to do on, on the day. Dude, I don't think we allowed ourselves to do anything that was technically hard, honestly. Mm. Uh, we just didn't have time. Uh, mm. Everything was... Or maybe it wasn't working out like you had planned or if it wasn't, you know. I'll throw this out there, and this is maybe like not where you're wanting to go necessarily, but I will say one of the hardest things for me was... I don't think I was anticipating how strange it would be to direct. Okay. Not only direct someone, but direct someone that doesn't speak the same language. Neither of us can really yeah, speak yeah. to each other and communicate with a mask that was like completely emotionless. Yeah. <laughs> that was like <laughs> just the mix of those two things was very difficult. It's so like, even Were you like, going like, man, maybe I made a mistake. Like, not that you made a mistake, but just like, I think what it came through more in the edit where I felt like um, I think if I could do it over again, I would love to have been able to have seen our talent's mouth move with the mat. Like, I wish I could have seen like her mouth open or something, you know, like it was like more of like a prosthetic than a, than a yeah, it's so emotionless, mm. which is creepy in its own way. And I like, I'm happy to kind of submit to the, the fact that like it is what it is and it has a lot of interesting, weird shit that it's doing that I was anticipating, yeah. but I think I if wonder I could if you would have lost Matt again, Bellamy though, you know, it's like, possible it so much like Matt Bellamy, but dude, everybody like, who watches the video is like, Oh, Matt's in this, which is hilarious. Um, no, no, that's a 76 year old Ukrainian woman, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was, that was like an was unanticipated, awesome, by the was way. amazing. I posted Dude, like I a little video. Like, of, I saw of that our, video. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, everyone Dude, else. We were so concerned. Go ahead, Seth. We were so concerned about, you know, uh, casting an elderly woman in this role, you know, because we, we needed to see the age and the hands and the yeah, legs, right. yeah, yeah. everything, you know, and it's like, 
to have that level, that that amount of energy throughout the entire video to move in that way to do those things like it's and what we ended up with Natalia you know Natalia was just like she, she said was she one. was tired I, like once during the whole day yeah which was a big consideration for us you know like she we don't, seemed pretty spry in that video though she was yeah. that's what I'm saying for like for her to, for her to be like going as hard as she did all day and be like you know what I just need a few minutes to kind of catch my breath once. I'm like, damn, that that was like best case scenario for us. Cause that was like a big consideration was like some of these other women like look amazing, but one, they didn't have like kind of like the dexterity or energy mm. to like do what she was doing. And two, I was really afraid that we were going to be like waiting around all like a lot waiting for them to kind mm. of like uh, their energy to kind of come back. And Man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to like one of our original conversations actually, um, I remember, Jared, I tried to sway you away from Natalia to one of the other ones. Like, we had a few conversations about it, and in the end... Feels like you're just trying to, like, wreck this video, man. (laughs) I mean, what the hell? Um, But it was... But but it's all about listening to your director's instinct. Like, you were like, she's the one. She's the one. I think you said... I did know that pretty early, yeah. it was that from the beginning. I was like, let's see the other ones. Like, this could be a really good option. Like, let's look at that. And it was like the age was an issue. You know, the age, not an issue, but the age was a was a question mark in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, like, your instinct really pulled us through, dude. Like, yeah. um, she was amazing. She was so amazing. Yeah. That was also difficult. Like, I just... And it's not me trying to be like whatever this could sound like a, a, I'm kind of like whatever but I just am so I like to take care of like actors on set like so much that I think it was a really hard the same same variables at play like I couldn't see her face I couldn't see how she was doing and I could not talk to her <laughs> it was really difficult for me honestly like I, I always like having that connection with like the people who are in the shit that I make like mm. really being like mm getting on a knee and be like, how are you feeling? Do you need anything? Like, and us talking through some shit. And it was just like, I mean, Roman, who was the choreographer was kind of like, and, and Vadim, the, the AD that they were kind of like my mouthpieces with her. And, um, they did an amazing job and she did incredible. But I think just like not being able to have that, like one-on-one connection that wasn't like kind of by proxy. Um, that was also something that was difficult for me. Did you learn any? Uh... You had a good. You had. Sorry, Sorry Christian. I was just saying, but you had a real connection with her from the beginning. From the yeah, get-go. from the tryout. Or she the, got the you. She yeah. got you. Yeah. She got you. She kind of like understood what that energy that you wanted to project was, and she did it. So I think so. Um, yeah, despite the language barrier. Sorry, Christian, I interrupted you. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, she didn't speak English, right? No, mm-hmm. zero English. Did you? Uh... Did you learn any, I mean, did you learn any sort of like little phrases or anything? I did, but not in, <laughs> not for, not, not in the, uh, in that way, like where I could direct her necessarily. Um, but I learned, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I forgot it now. Uh, placebo? Shall I remind you? Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Spasiba. Uh, and then. Spasiba? And then Daku, Dakuyu? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the t- yeah. thank you. Thank uh, you. And what was the Russian thank you that you used to say? Was that what I just said? 
Danke. Yeah, I was saying Spasiba and you were saying Daku you. Oh, yeah. And and it, yeah, it was, I, I, I still don't understand when you use which because some there's, Ukrainians use. Yeah, there's kind of both. some meshing of the Russian and the Ukrainian uh, yeah. terminology. But um, anyway, yeah, dude, I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't want to just like over talk all of this. It was like a, it was a great experience working at that scale. I think working with Sav was like really illuminating and so positive and I, I enjoyed it so much. And I, you know, to, to your point earlier, Sav, I feel like, um, we were able to connect on a level that was like, we, we are making this project and it's going to be amazing. We're going to put everything into it. But I think for us to be able to connect on a level that was like, um, talking about our movies that we want to make and kind of like mm. the films that we love and going to see like Jim Jarmusch movie together, even though you didn't like it that much. <laughs> um, I hate it. <laughs> we, we went to go see dead man together, which man, that was such a special moment. Honestly, like seeing that movie in it the was. middle of, no, no, I, I, in the middle of Kiev. It was, yeah. yeah, that was, that was amazing. Um, yeah, I feel, I do feel like I mean, our connection was like deeper than like the project. It was kind of about, aspirations for like what we wanted to do and i think us sharing like a desire to make movies and um mm. live in that world and uh, sav has a lot of inter interesting experience in that world we've he told me some great stories oh and we started watching project Greenlight. well i exposed <laughs> sav oh to project Greenlight. you would never uh, seen project which Greenlight. i obsessively watched i never watched it i obsessively watched it afterwards and i finished season two and i started season one yes um and i'm gonna like gradually move through and uh yeah, yeah. yeah. project Greenlight is like I, the uh the filmmakers like uh uh, like, real world New York, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, real, yeah. real, real, real world. world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, but it, like, was, yeah it was so no, positive, man. You know, um, and that was like dude, a seriously, I mean, I, yeah. it, it was like I came to Kiev to make a muse video, and I left having made a new friend. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, uh, and I think that's uh, for me that's the most important thing because I look back at that video and despite being proud of what we created, yeah, um, yeah I think it's like the beginning of uh, of uh, something that's going to last. I think so. I, I, yeah, know, saying it in a completely unsentimental way, <laughs> with you know your feature film script sitting on my desktop, yeah, waiting to be read, yeah, on the wait. plane back to London. When are you going um, back? When are you going the, back? Next Sunday, nice. this Sunday, nice. this Sunday, this Monday. Oh God, I've lost the count of the days now. Um, but yeah, I'm psyched about how the way that everybody's like seen it. Mute the the video is just yeah. Yeah. You should be so proud, dude. Thank you, man. And I, we haven't really talked about this, but the reason that we even know each other is because of Katie and Martha with at Mister Mister, yeah. Um, yeah. who we we talked about on the show at length, but just uh, soulmates of mine. Um, they were in Nashville, uh, Sav, and and um, me and Christian got to. We did this kind of like job to basically as an excuse to go be in Nashville for a few days <laughs> together. <laughs> and uh, we got to hang out with Katie and Martha when they were there. And so he got to hang out with them and spend some time. And um, yeah. anyway, I they're wore, just like, I wore her uh, leopard print for most of the night. Yeah. Whatever that <laughs> oh my God. Love. 
You know, those girls are beacons of light. I don't... They bring a lot of good people together, don't they? Seriously, it's just like the the integrity and the spirit. Yeah. Like, they're great humans, you know? Um, I, I, I have wild respect and admiration for what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And obviously for bringing us together, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sebas, good luck on your uh, your short. Get home safe. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, dude. This was a blast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Thanks for doing it. And uh, read my script or else. Yeah. <laughs> or else. <laughs> I'll come at you with, like, pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that, actually. I don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll just log on to a conversation on, like, like a three-hour call. and then Even better. Be. Even better. Even better. All right, buddy. Talk right, soon. Guys. This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With good treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.